What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down there in Laredo. You are tuning in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dosecchi's. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Your number to participate is 1 800 707 9760. Again, that is 1 800 707 9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask you to do is be patient during the long segments and long breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And if you need to, uh, if you want to, you can stream the show live and leave comments through the show, and I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll get to those later, respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the daily shows live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily seven days a week 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr clark ready rock and roll all right man so it is monday it's gonna kick the week off right Got a lot of stuff to get to. I can tell you right now, coming off of an NFL type of weekend that we had, or I should say day we had yesterday, uh, college football will probably wait and get parlayed over to tomorrow. Now, of course, you know, the one thing I do want to take uh, time to acknowledge is the uh, effort of the UTSA Roadrunners um, and Coach Trailer uh, that visit Austin Saturday night. Um, and, you know, look, it was one of those situations where they left everything out of there on the field in Austin, in my opinion, speaking of the Roadrunners. Um, this, I mean, I figured it wasn't going to be the same team that showed up, that showed up to, Alabama, to play Alabama last weekend at 11 o'clock. Um, it is just what it is. I mean, there's emotions involved, and these are young kids that you're dealing with. Um, it's hard to get guys up for games against teams that they know that they're supposed to beat. Uh, but I think UTSA showed that, you know what, they're on the right path. And eventually, because uh, I'm hearing what, this is a five-year deal that they did. Uh, they're going to play like every other year. It's a five-game deal. A five-game deal. deal. Yeah, it's, but it's, uh, it's every other year. Rolling through about 2030. Okay. So every other year they'll be going to Austin. Approximately, yes. Okay. Well, look, I you know, I've said it for weeks. Um, I think Trailer's building something here. Um, I definitely love his comments after the game. I think Sartre can learn from that. Um, he said, hey, there's no – there would pass the moral victories. You know, that's Trailer talking that. He didn't say, hey, man, you know, to be honest with you, we just ran out of time. If we had another quarter, we'd be, maybe we could have stopped Bijan. No. And that's the start of a program. That's what I'm talking about, man. I just don't come on here to rip people just to rip them. And, you know, Sark is semi-family. He was adopted, but he ain't all the way family. Kirby's family. Kirby Smart's family. You can see how George is starting. He's learned well. Okay, that's Luke Skywalker. Learn from Yoda. He's got the program looking like it's to, uh, you know sustaining. The thing about Georgia, their offense looks better than what it did last year. Now the defenses look like they took it personal. They're trying to show, hey man, we know guys shake the hands and went across the Goodell, but we still playing. But Georgia's offense is better than it was last year. So back to the UT and UTSA game. Props, they're handing to the right direction. UT, that's why I just said let's pause to say. If they all the way back, I think the test for me is going to be that Oklahoma game. I don't know how good Oklahoma is. You know, they just come off a win against Nebraska and an intern coach. So I don't know. But that's I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, that effort. We'll get more into college tomorrow. You know, we had a firing already and Herm Edwards, uh, you know, I ride with Herm. I think the whole, you know, 
investigation there under didn't help him. It kind of gave him out, but he's they fired him in his fifth year. Um, so, you know, I thought overall he's done a pretty good job. I mean, he was up against it from the get-go. But I think after being away from the game and not really coaching college football before, I think he did a good job. I don't know if Herm wants to return to TV, if he wants to retire, if he wants to continue coaching. I mean, I would doubt it that he wants to go continue coaching at the college. We'll see. I mean, NFL, I think he's done, but maybe he'll go back to TV. But shout-out to Herm Edwards. Uh, got a chance to meet him one time, talk to him briefly. I was actually going to put the picture out there today. Might do it on social media. Say, I stand with him, man. You know, that's Arizona State. Okay. So anyway, all right. So also, again, let's not forget about baseball. You know, uh, Judge hits a couple more. Uh, it's looking like he's going to get to that record. We'll see. We got about like two weeks left, maybe two and a half weeks left of the regular season. Um, Albert Pujols is sitting, I believe, now at 698. You know, he's only two shy from 700. And I guarantee you, if you were to ask some of the pure seam heads and some of the diehard Redbird fans, a.k.a. the Cardinals, going into the season, uh, there's no way in hell a lot of people thought Albert was getting to 700. And for the last couple of years, people thought he wasn't getting to 700. You know, I remember having this conversation off Eric with Salami a few times. You know, that he, he just didn't get to that. He probably wouldn't get to 700 because the way it's held. But he's too shy from it. So he's gotten hot and he's got about two, two and a half weeks left. So uh, shout out to also before we get NFL heavy, shout out to the uh, Vegas Aces and Becky Hammond uh, winning the series over the Connecticut Suns, Connecticut Suns, excuse me, um, bringing the first professional championship to Vegas. Uh, props, she becomes the only WNBA coach in history to win a championship her first year coaching um outside of the inaugural year of the WNBA yes she's the only one to ever player and coach to win an NBA WNBA finals but since because the, the inaugural season what 97 stop it, of Jonas. course nobody stop, stop it I'm, I'm telling you how the she record becomes the first in the record books She's the first rookie coach to win a to a WNBA championship in her first year as a coach. Nobody's talking about the inaugural season, okay? It, she it, that will go down in the sports, whatever you call it, Lies Bureau, whatever the hell you call it. She is the first coach in the WNBA to win a title her first year. Props to her. I think there's many more. They're set up to really dominate, in my opinion. Definitely be in the mix. Uh, you know, of it, it's a little bit different than the NBA, uh, but I think eventually the, the NBA is going to come come and call on her back. I don't know if it's going to be the two one zero, but eventually she's going to get a shot to be the first woman's coach to coach in the NBA. I mean, she knows the game, so props to her. Uh, you know, Mark Davis was at that game instead of the Raiders game. He's been doing that. I mean, because it's a good thing. I mean, he owns the team. I mean, he's showing support, so I have no problem to rip him for that. But I tell you right now, it's about the closest championship he's going to get for a while. So, I mean, he was able to, I don't know if it was a package deal. You know, it was a package deal when he used to come down here to 210, fly, oh, man, Mark Davis, think about bring, moving the Raiders to San Antonio, playing the Dome. No, jackasses. He was using it for leverage back to get his ass to Vegas, to Oakland. Okay, try to tell you all that, but y'all didn't see. They tried to ride in on Paul Revere at that time and tell you the British was coming. But that's the closest thing he's going to see to a championship in a minute. So, him and his bad haircut, congratulations to him. Okay, and Becky Hammond. First year, the woman coach, she got a, she's got a summer Olympic title and now she's got a WNBA title. Okay. Did it the right way. Told you about two months ago, they probably going to win it all. After, after watching about three weeks of WNBA, I'm like, I ain't nobody messing with them. And only, and I told you what the final four was going to be. So props to them. Also Canelo. Look, I, you know, AC wanted to see this fight. So I went ahead and ordered it, went out 
had a few drinks, had a long week, got tired, end up falling asleep. And then I wake damn. up, and then they doing the card read. I'm like, damn, what a waste of money. And I, and I was, I mean, she fell asleep. I'm like, come on, man. Because I, I forgot what college game I was paying to, too, because really, end up falling asleep, like, damn near in the fourth quarter, the UTSA. And game, it was just tired, like, they woke up. But one thing I will tell you, I read, I looked at the numbers. With the copy box, whatever the hell they call it. I looked at that, and I listened to the streets. And I'm telling you right now, this is the worst trilogy in my opinion lopsided i mean people could uh, people talk about the first one and i know the first one was a draw i believe the last the second one wasn't that close and i just heard he got his ass kicked this with this past saturday and i even heard it something i ain't never heard of triple g doing in his knee buckle i already made his knees buckle this is the worst overly hyped trilogy in boxing history in my opinion normally trilogies are good this was all about money triple g needs a ride in the sunset it was fun while he lasted he was a one-hit wonder after he found out he couldn't knock people out, wasn't any good anymore. Waste of time and waste of money. I knew something told me I shouldn't know that damn fight. So shout out to Ken. We'll see what's happening. I'm pretty sure he's on a path for a rematch of his, of his loss. You know, eventually, maybe he can handle the weight a little bit more. So you got that. But let's get into the NFL because there's a lot to get to. We'll try to get to a lot of it today. And really the reason why I'm parlaying college tomorrow because we got a doubleheader tonight as well, too, uh, in the NFL. Now, I'm not I don't like opening doubleheaders because you get the you get the JV squad that announced it. But this is this is a little bit different. I don't know if I want this as the norm, but you got two games, one kicking off about 615 Central Standard Time. And that's pretty much between the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans who are 0-1 coming into to town to take on Buffalo. And then the nightcap is going to give the game I waited all week to see in Minnesota and Philly. That should be an interesting game. Uh, so definitely we've got to talk about that. But before we look at that game tonight and preview those games, uh, we've got some games to get to today. And I'm going to do a thing called roll. I'm going to do roll call. Okay, I used to, There used to be a coach. A PE coach in middle school went to Ed White. I know somebody's out there listening because I can't remember the name, but he used to do when back in school, you know, he had a roll call. He'd be like, roll call him, okay? He used to always say, okay, after that. I can't remember who the hell that coach was. I know somebody's listening. I don't know if it was Coach Call or somebody. He used to do that. I'm going to roll call because I've always said this for years. See, I have takes on this show and I try to go out on a limb, and 90% of the time I'm right, but 10% of the time I'm wrong. I still got to show up. Some of y'all like to, especially since I've been more adapted to social media and we're streaming the show, some of y'all like to chime in and be like, oh, yeah, what Calvin Smokey? Put the Raiders to finish last. Ha, ha, ha. What is he on? Some of this stuff I've been talking about since April after the draft. Y'all like to pop in and say no, but then when all of a sudden things get right, y'all go hiding. So there's a few people out there on the milk cards I'm going to look, look for. Okay, and I like these other hosts, man. I'll come, I'll, I'll spray your mama's crib and then come look for you. Have you come look for me, you know? So that's just what it is. All right. But let's start. That, man, first of all, that is one of, and you know, normally I like don't like to live in the moment because oh man, that's the greatest playoff game in history. Oh, this is come. Look, watching football a long time. Yesterday was wacky. I mean, it is what it is. They count as L's. I mean, thir three 13 point collapses. You have to go back to 1993, the last time that happened. Okay? To have three 13 point leads blown on a Sunday in the same day. You got to go back to 1993. All right? Um, but it is what it is. And, and, and to me, it doesn't totally shock me the teams that blew it that did. I know people, oh, this doesn't happen. Well, let me tell you. We've dev that that's the reason why there's a lot. I mean, I will tell you, I haven't seen one wacky like a sunny like this, but there's a lot of factors into this. You know, 
I mean, I try to tell y'all about this preseason thing. With, oh, man, they don't know. I've been watching NFL a long time. And, you know, I heard um, Trent Dilfer bring something up on the herd early. I was out running around. And he talked about, which I've talked about this a year ago, for two years. And Trent's talking about what we talk about offense line. Remember, this is a new CBA agreement that the players went into in the last few years. Less practice. No two-a-days. Uh, you only get us so much during the month of March and April. It's showing. It's showing. Especially teams that make overhauls in that. Now, again, I'm not going to use that excuse all year, but we're not even at the quarter pole. It, it is a factor in some of these situations. Some of it, they're just bad football teams and being coached bad. There's a mixture. You got to learn how to go ahead and navigate through it. You got to navigate through it. But I will tell you, um, it, was a, it was a crazy Sunday. But I will start first with the Dallas Cowboys who rally, okay, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Remember that show? I know you don't. I'm going to stop asking you, man. Anything past 2011 or 12, I'm going to stop asking. I know you don't know about Hanging Mr. Cooper. I never did watch that show. but I tend to know TV, but not movies. Okay. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I think it lasted like two years on TV, that show. But Cooper Rush, okay, comes out balling, 19 for 31, 235 yards, a touchdown. Noah Brown, first career TD, okay. Um not too many people gave Dallas a shot in this, um, you know, to win this game or to keep it close. I think you've got to give credit for one uh, to the defense, okay? And um, you got to really give credit to them and Dan Quinn. You know, um, Cincinnati has been killing people for the last year and a half off empty sets, creating matchup problems, having Chase just run all over the field. Look, Diggs talked a lot of crap during the week. And he backed it up, backed it up. Got to give him credit. I mean, he locked up Chase. I mean, it was he wasn't on Chase every time, but he locked him up when he was on him. And, you know, this is one of those that, you know, you wonder if two things that came to my mind. Did Dallas finally solve the backup quarterback situation? Number two, stop it with he looks better, the offense looks better without than Dak. Stop that foolishness. I had Dwayne. I noticed Dwayne's message like an hour, two hours late. I didn't even respond to that. Nine times out of ten, I, some of y'all that DM me, I, sometimes I'll respond. But if I don't respond like an hour, it's probably I read it, but probably it's like, man, I'm not, I don't want to respond to that. And sometimes I'm busy, though. I don't know where everybody. I try to, you know, but Dwayne, yeah. Couldn't wait. So 14, oh, man, that's cool. All I know is this. He looked better than Dak in this one. Yeah, and what I do know is Dallas, even though I'm, this win is about the defense, it's about, of course, Micah Parsons, it's about that D-line, and it's about the trash, booty juice O-line that the Cincinnati Bengals, which I had Bengals fans flip 2-1-0, kill, come at me venom-wise. Just, just come at me all kinds of ways. What are you talking about? What are you talking? We've addressed the offensive line. Go look at the games. You go back to Tennessee, playoff game, eight times sack. Go back to the Super Bowl. Think they got them six times. Last week, what was it? Five. Yesterday, I think they hit them seven. Joe Burrow will be sitting there with Andrew Luck playing. I don't know what he's playing, but he won't be playing football. He'll be reading children's books and hiking in the mountains with Andrew Luck. Okay? Before I add on to Cincy, oh, okay. Why do you keep bringing up the old two, man? Why do you keep bringing up Super Bowl losers? They ain't got nothing to do with us. 
Why you keep doing that? I don't know, man. Maybe because I've been watching NFL since I was seven. Maybe that's why. You know? If I would be, if instead of a mic, if I would be behind a pulpit and preaching a good book to you, I want you to buy in. You would come in every Sunday and you would say, hey, man, he's in the pulpit. If I'm behind this mic, I just don't tell you stuff just to rile or to fa- I'm telling you whether you like it or not about your team, it's really my assessment. But you got to give credit to the Cowboys. I mean, now you get reports that could come back in week three, next week, week four. Look, Cooper Rush has been there for six years, I'm hearing. He's been in the system. He looked, I told you, we talked about it on Friday, that evidently the C.D. Lamb connection might get going. There's something between Cooper Rush and C.D. Lamb. Okay? On the, the only negative thing I will say about Dallas, Dallas still had only six points total after the first quarter. Kellen Moore is still a problem. Okay. Cincinnati was able to get back in that game because the because Kellen Moore, he scripts the first 10 or 15 plays with the best of them. Okay. Scripts them with the best of them. But adjustments, only six points scored since the first quarter. They scored 14 points in the first quarter. That's adjustments. I got some advice for Cincinnati Bengals front office too as well. Because don't make me feel like the, yesterday was or last year, I should say, was just a damn fluke. You listen to the sports grind presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Sam subbing in for Bartlett, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Spex has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Spex. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-976 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka, established in 1938. They have an uncompromising spirit. is the kind they believe that turns players into icons, and it's 100% grain to glass. And Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, so there's no room for maybe. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so before we move for the Dallas game, the other point that I want to make about that is I've got some advice for Cincinnati, okay? Um... Take a page from Brett Veach. think I got his name right. And if you don't know who that is, that's the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs. What Cincinnati Bengals front office need to do is take a page from him and take a page from Andy, Andy Reid. When they saw the evidence, when Mr. Veach saw the evidence of watching his $500 million golden boy, Future go to boy, because he didn't have it at that time. But future go to get his ass beat up in the Super Bowl and running for his life. They said, uh, no way. Not anymore. They went in and really made an effort to fix the offensive line. Cincinnati Bengals, they just slid in the first base. That fake hustle. They addressed in the line was equivalent to stealing or running in and sliding the first base. Probably gonna hurt yourself more than be safe. Take a page from Kansas City. When you got a guy like that, it's, and, and, I, and I said this on Twitter, it's fine to get cute. You know, J Jamar Chase is going to be a generational receiver. But if you draft Joe Burrow, and knowing this is a guy that's been cut on already, I think, believe in college, and then he already had some, you, you see the sacks of evidence piling up. Instead of looking at that shiny object, and Jamar Chase and giving in to Burrow because I, hey, man, that's my dog, man. You know, that, that's my college mate. You got to get him. If you're the right GM, you say, hey, Joe, you got his number, right? Y'all can hang out in the summer. You want to be with him? You want to you you live? You want to die? You want to spend an ICU? At the end of the day, I've said this before. You don't win Super Bowls with receivers. They help. Randy Moss. No rings. He's one of the goats. Calvin Johnson, no rings. Not that high on Calvin Johnson, but he had a hell of a career. I can, if I had time, I can lend you a list of receivers that have no rings. They help, but you don't win or break or win a Super Bowl with a receiver. You do it by the trenches on both sides, the D-line and the offensive line, and obviously it starts with the quarterback position. Joe Burrow won't make it eight years in this league if they don't take serious efforts to fix that offensive line. I guarantee you he's the most hit quarterback in out of two weeks. And not only that, it's he's speeding up the offense. I mean, he's speeding up the reads. I mean, because he knows he's getting hit. But Flip didn't flip 2-1-0, didn't want to hear nothing about that. And I'm pretty sure I won't hear about hear from Flip 2-1-0 until they ask get back to 500 or more. But like I said, they don't fix this, they don't turn this around. I'm gonna start, and I hate to do that, but I'm gonna start saying last uh last year. In 2021, they just got hot at the dice table. It's really the bungles. 
They got the ass dominated, man. And that is something that I don't know if you're fixing this season. You got to start fixing that offseason. Don't tell me you addressed the offensive line because you didn't. You feel, you Take a page from Kansas City. That's fixing off when they got aggressive. And Patrick can move around more than Joe Burrow can. I mean, Joe can make some moves with his legs. He's, already, he's not, not athletic. It's not like Matt Ryan sitting back there or nothing, getting his ass handed to him. I'll get to that because, like I say, today's roll call. What you got, Jonah? I just want to push back on the on your Jamar Chase take okay, about going offensive now. line over wide receiver. First off, he's a generational talent. That's I think fine. you look at that, but also when you have to you have to examine that 2021 draft as a whole. Panay Sewell was the first offensive lineman taken by Detroit you know, on the board. Detroit at number seven. But overall, when you look through that first round of, of offensive linemen, naming a couple here, Rashawn Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker, Alex Leatherwood, who got cut by the Raiders already after one year alone. When you look at the names that come out and, and you haven't heard them making an impact on their rosters, really. Is it, is, and you come back in round two, Cincinnati did take a tackle in round two. That's not priority. But if the priority, why would you overbuy on, on, not, on, on a lesser offensive look, lineman in the, in the this, first this, round this, this is the rather thing. than taking this a, a wide the, receiver this, like Jamar this, Chase? This is the thing. Cincinnati has no hardware in their trophy case back at their facilities. They got a nice picture of Boomer Esiason when they came up short, Mr. Sam Walsh, and basically to the 49ers. When Joe Montana said, hey, that's John Candy in the front row. See, that's how far I go back. They have no pedigree. The bottom line is when you get, I mean, look at this. I mean, they went through it when they had Palmer. When they had Palmer, he got hurt, and he missed the whole year of his career. When you take Joe Burrow, and this guy is coming off of a perfect season, a national championship game, at the end of the day, you got to protect your investment. Joe Burrow is going to make a lot of money. I don't care about Jamar Chase being a generational receiver. At the end of the day, and those guys that are not in the league or they got cut, it's the scouting department to say, hey, not with the second round, the first round. We know, Joe, this is a nice connection. We got it. We got to protect him. You, there's not Receivers are not the difference of you winning a Super Bowl and losing. They're not. I'm telling you, and you can poll GMs that's really got paid to do this, not fantasy football, and they'll tell you the same thing. They've got to address that this offseason. Might cost them a playoff spot. And that Super Bowl hangover, man, I try to tell y'all's ass, other than the Patriots, that stuff is real. They've come out flat, and Joe Burrow is running for his life. 1-800-707-9760. Moving on. Um, oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to his call in a little bit. Didn't think I'd hear from him. I'll give him some credit, though. He, showed, he had to show up because, you know, if I'm calling roll call, he's got to be the second or third one. His ass going to be tardy. We'll get to Zach's phone call in a minute. I'll get to that game in a minute. Miami. Let me tell you something, man. A couple of y'all in my inbox, too, and tell y'all. We can First of all, we can stop with the questions. Did, uh, uh, who else? Um, I got a couple guys been messaging me for the last three years. Oh, Alabama quarterback. Oh, two and two and look, man. I told you last year Miami was being very disrespectful. If you give the guy some weapons and a line, 
two. And let me tell you something, man. Tyreek ain't looking kind of stupid on that accuracy thing with Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you this right now. And you know what? And here's a nice gen stat they call you for you generations, you young ones. Do you understand Miami receivers through two weeks? They got the least amount of separation between DBs. What does that tell you? Two is putting that thing in there on a dime. Stop with the questions. Can this guy play in the NFL? The answer's been made, and he's about to get a big bag. They've got to stay healthy. Miami's legit. They got the fastest, and this is no surprise to me because we talked about it when we picked the divisions. They got the fastest wide receiver crew in the NFL. Speed kills, speed overcomes whatever type of cover to help, any type of DBs. Now, again, I don't know what the hell the Ravens was thinking in regards to basically giving up that much space twice in a two-minute span to Tyreek. How do you lose that guy? Ravens might have some secondary issues. Let me tell you something, Bills Mafia. This is a big game going down there next week. Now, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Now, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Mr. Adam Lagory about his Tennessee Titans. Well, they've been in big games before. Usually when they back up the wall, we'll see their 10-point underdog tonight in Orchard Park. That's a lot of points. I don't know if they cover that or not, speaking of Buffalo. But let me tell you this. Miami next week, they're four-and-a-half-point underdog at South Beach, and Buffalo's coming in. I'm sticking to Buffalo in the division. Miami might be a year off. Miami's a real deal. And I don't know if there's a defense anywhere in this league right now that's going to be able to stop them if he's on. He's pissed off. He's been disrespected, but he's humble. But I'll tell you this accuracy thing about Patrick Mahomes. We laughed at it. I even said, man, Tyreek is just trolling. Tyreek might be on to something, man. I just gave you a hell of a stat. If they have the least amount of of separation between DBs. That only means tells you one thing. That means Tua is putting that thing in a window. Do you understand there's what 775 games? No, excuse me. 677 games, I believe, played in the NFL with teams having a 21 point lead in the fourth quarter. They were 677 and 0 before last night. Look how many games that that means the probability of them being down 21 points on the road in the fourth quarter. They came back to win that game. So Miami, I'm looking forward to that matchup with Buffalo, regardless what happens tonight at Buffalo in, in Tennessee. That's going to be a mega one. That's going to be a mega one. Miami at worst is finishing second if they don't have major in injuries in that division. Okay. Coach told him the night before, the brother, the one they told me is a brother, yeah. They told, he told him the night before, like, I hope they get, I hope we get some adversity tomorrow. That's what he told them. They got adversity, 21 points. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's pissed off. He's coming out balling. His rookie receivers, his receivers, they look better than Green Bay's rookies. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. They ain't even got to running the ball yet. J.K. Dobbins ain't even got going yet. I don't even think he's playing yet. He's out there. I don't even know if he's made it out there yet. The Ravens ain't even started running the ball yet, and their receivers are doing their thing. Speed kills, man. Miami's the real deal. Miami is the real deal. Keeping him, look at this. 36 for 50, 469 yards, 6 TDs, 2 INTs. Tyreek Hill. Do you understand? Jalen Waddle had 11 receptions for 171 yards. Killed it on fantasy. 11 receptions, 190 yards. Do you know that is the most yards combined by Miami receivers since 1986? I can tell you who that was. That's probably Duplay, Du um, uh, Clayton and, and, and Dupe. 
and Dan Marino, Mr. Isotona Glove. That's a long time, man. They ain't had two receivers over 200 yards since 1986. Jonas wouldn't even have thought of at that time. Hadn't even been born in the world yet. Nope. And the thing about it is Tyreek's going to tell the whole league about it. They're going to tell the whole league. And Waddle, they run, they riding for Tua. They hear the disrespect Tua's got from Oh, this guy can't play. He's got no arm. He can't throw the deep ball. I don't know who the hell's lining up to play Miami. Because they really playing with house money. Now, the thing about it is they got a crooked-ass owner that's getting rewarded. They got, a, they got an owner that pretty much supposedly whatever went on with Brian Flores. And what this shows me, this shows me whatever reason Brian Flores didn't like Tua. I don't know why, but he didn't like Tua. It's a different type of feel, and it's a different type of confidence that that kid has. That's why he came off the bench cold turkey in a, as a freshman in a national championship game with a university that has expectations out of this world, cold turkey, and threw a post route to Smith to walk off and win. I, did, I never doubted that dude could play at this level. 1-800-707-9760. What you got? Rather than sticking it to Flores on that decision, could it not be more about Mike McDaniel's offense? And this is the kind of offense where everybody was feeling in San Francisco that Trey Lance would flourish. Because you look at the you know the rolling out the pocket, the mobility, you can kind of see that similar play style. And 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 I think that's what made McDaniel uh, made Miami Miami an, an attractive location for Mike McDaniel because he looked at what he looked at what he already had even before Tyree Kill. Oh, I got a quarterback that can run my system. Okay, let's go. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think at the end of the day, you got even guys at this this level making this kind of money play that position, you gotta have a head coach and you gotta have an offensive coordinator, fan base, a locker room that believes in you. You gotta have that. I think it's it's fair that, that that's an assessment. Of course, it's about bros and joes, it's about system. I mean, yeah. You know? I mean, because it's not all gravy with some of these young cats, these offensive coordinators, young ones. Cause honestly, man, that some of them are getting too cute for their britches. I didn't see more shotgun from the one-yard line in the last first two weeks of NFL than I have for the 38 years or whatever I've been watching it. Getting too cute. I don't know if it's the Madden generation or whatever. Shotgun. We're on the goal line. Shotgun. What's going on in Colorado? I'll get to that. Coming after my guy, man. I tell you, you know, if, if, if Holland, what, what's my man? He, I forgot his name back in Miami. He used to coach the Hurricanes way back in the 80s. Hollenberg, Hollenberg, whatever the hell his name was. Okay. Giants tried to recruit his ass big time. He didn't want to leave Miami. We'd have never found out how good Bill Parcells was. Bill Parcells was horrible his first year as a coach. I'm going to get to that, though. But Miami's the real deal. They're the real deal. Moving on. Raider Nation. 29 to 23. They fall to Arizona in overtime. Okay. Um, look, Devontae Adams, two receptions, 12 yards, only seven targets. Now, I'm not going to read too much into that. I know I got Carl, Carl checking in on Facebook Live. Oh, Rogers would have never left Adams with 12 yards. Well, Carl, ain't nobody saying, no one said, I know we didn't say it this time, Slot. Ain't nobody said Derek Carr was, was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. 
This you if you Devontae want to, if, Adams kind of did, but well said that hey you know he he's a hauler he had to go back and track that but come on man sometimes when you get at a new scenery down there in Vegas sometimes you get diarrhea of the mouth and constipation of the brain he's just feeling himself okay look this out of all the blown leads out of all the blown leads Baltimore Cleveland this one. This is the one that I feel that could linger because you have Josh, because they were kind of in control of this game. Arizona season was on the line. I mean, like, I don't like to put the do or dies. Everybody knows the stats about teams start on to the body language of Colin Murray, the body language of Cliff Kingsbury. The whole sideline was just like, what are we doing? And I didn't like Cliff Kingsbury's comments during the week was saying that we've got to practice how we got bad practice habits. Hey, pretty boy, that's on you. What you telling the media for, man? If you got bad practice habits, why are you announcing it to the world? That's on you, pretty boy. You didn't learn that in Lubbock when you were going in there to people's, you know, kids' rooms recruiting them? When their mamas was just, was just swooning all over you? You didn't realize that it comes down to, if I'm going to have good practice habits, coach your team, it comes down to me. I didn't like those comments. Raiders are who I thought they were. Like I said, they will finish last in this division because this is the reason why. The only reason what's going to help them finish above the three teams that are in this division, let's just say Char Kansas City is going to win the division, but let's just say Chargers and Denver is injuries. The reason why I went on the Raiders, and I caught hell for this when we were doing the division, when I said, oh, the Raiders. Y'all got caught up with the, with the whole, the defense and the back end is still suspect. They couldn't get to Colin Murray, and I know Colin Murray's a tough guy to go ahead, but just, just fell apart. And I also told you, and I've been saying, Hunter Renfro is overrated. He's overrated. Period. He's got three fumbles. He got bailed out in this game with his team pretty much recovered a fumble. His ass two snaps later, fumbled game, ball game. He fumbled twice last week. He is underrated. I don't know what the love of Hunter Renfro's been. Like I said, Mike Mayock, if his ass didn't uh, work for the NFL Network and cover college football, uh, Hunter Renfro probably his ass might have went in the seventh round. He's overrated. It's Waller and it's Adams. That's it. They're not even running the ball that well. And let me tell you something, because I'm, I'm looking like the landscape and the schedules. If the Titans lose tonight, if the Titans lose tonight to the Bills, that is going to set up a monster game between the Raiders and the Titans next week. Both of them 0-2, and both of them booty cheeks will be tight in that game because whoever's going 0-3 is done. That is setting up a monster game if the Tennessee Titans don't pull a major upset tonight with Buffalo. That is to be the, that's to be a game I got circled next week for who's going 0-3. for feel like Dennis Green. The Raiders are who I thought they were. Who I thought they were. Ross ain't better than the three teams healthy in that damn division. 1-800-707-9760. When we get back, we're going to take a trip down to Duval County in Jacksonville. We got Zach on hold. We'll get to his phone call as well. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Um, Sam suffered in for Bartlett spending the one and twos. We'll be back.